Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. Hey, we're going to continue our study in the book of Isaiah. You remember now, week before last, our first lesson dealing with the prophets in praise was holy, holy, holy. Where the prophet Isaiah says that in the day that Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up. Now, in that lesson, it was unique because we see that he received his commission where God said, who would go for us? And Isaiah recognized that he would go. Now, the next lesson where it says give thanks, which was lesson two, and Isaiah actually began to write a song about God. Now, this week lesson, and let me show you this week lesson, we're gonna be looking at something unique. So I want you to think about this question here as we go through this lesson. Is there anything you anticipate happening when you attend church? Think about that question. When you go to church each Sunday, what do you think is going to happen? What are you anticipating? All right, so this lesson, and let me see, can I get to it? Here we go. This lesson is meaningless worship. This is Isaiah again. We're still in that book. Remember, this is Prophet and Praise. And this is lesson three that's going to be taught on June the 18th. So we got three outlines in this lesson. The first outline is the cup of rebellion. Then we're going to go to the motion of worship. And then we're going to end with God intervention and self-directed plans. So the cup of rebellion. Again, this is Isaiah, the 29th chapter. We looked at the 6th chapter, the 12th chapter. And we're jumping over into the 29th chapter. And in the 29th chapter, that is unique because here at the beginning of this chapter, Isaiah is more like is prophesying to the southern kingdom, the kingdom of, of Judah, where their capital is Jerusalem. He used the word Ariel in reference to, now this is what's going to happen. There's going to be... Um, the Assyrians are going to come in and they're going to encamp the city. But God is going to intervene. Now, the children of Israel failed to listen because they went and made more of a covenant, um, more of a, what word I'm trying to think of, um, with Egypt to help protect them instead of looking for God to protect them. That was the one of the first mistakes are several mistakes that they made and they did that throughout their history not depending on God so well Isaiah starts if he starts by saying stay yourselves and let me let me actually move so you can actually see this this whole slide it says stay yourselves and wonder cry ye out and cry now stay yourselves and wonder it means to linger or delay in complying with God's word when you think about a delay, when you hesitate, you know what God's word is saying, but you're going to wait and you're going to delay executing what his word is saying. Stay yourself, examine yourself and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. So cry ye out and cry and becomes more like a blind or uh, stagger with spiritual drunkenness is basically what he's saying. So when you really think about this, he said, they are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drinks. 
So what the Lord is going to do, he's going to pour out upon them a spirit of deep sleep that has closed their eyes. Think about that for a few minutes. They are drunk, but they're not drunk with wine. They're intoxicated. They're intoxicated in doing what they are addicted to doing. They're going about more of a ritual and actually doing it from the heart is what this is really saying. So this is a warning of rebellious. And I think I have another slide that's going to come up. There we go. So these verses illustrate the principles of spiritual receptiveness and blindness. So they, God is speaking to them. They are you're thinking they are receiving it, but they are blind. See, when people refuse to listen to God and reject his word deliberately by closing their eyes and ears. Notice what it says. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of the book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, read this. And I pray thee. And he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned. In other words, this person cannot read. He said, read this. And that person said, I pray thee that he says, I am not learned. I can't read. So Isaiah is painting the picture here. He's saying, people, you're drunk, but you're not drunk with wine. You're drunk with doing the evil thing. You're intoxicated with doing what's right in your own eyes. So what is my takeaway? My takeaway is this. Spiritual blindness is what happened to Pharaoh when God hardened his heart. You remember, actually, if you read the Harden of Heart on many occasions, Exodus, it says, And the magician of Egypt did in like manner was the enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he hardened not unto them, he hearkened not unto them, as Jehovah had spoken. You see that time and time that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, he became spiritually blind what God was doing. Ten plagues. He did not realize it was God. Is that happening to us today? Are we seeing things, but yet we are blind to what is the spiritual implication of the things that we're seeing? I asked this question for my Zoom session. Have people today become desensitized to God? And I use that word desensitized. Are we so geared to what we ourselves are in control of that we have become desensitized to hearing from God? All right, the next outline is verses 13 and 14 of the 29th, the motion of worship. The motion of worship. Notice what Isaiah says. Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth, and with the lips, they do honor me. So they are actually going through the formality of worshiping and praising God with the lips. But notice what he says, but have removed the heart far from me. And their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. Man is entering in his theology, what he believes. God's word is saying, instead of we listening from our heart to what God's word is saying. Notice what he says at the end. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder.
for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and understanding of the prudent men shall be hid. This is warning to the religious individual. So what is my takeaway? Prayer and praise must come from the heart. I capitalize the heart because the heart must be in sync with God to become effective. To become effective, our heart have to be in sync with God. Notice Jesus said those same words in Matthew 17, 7 to 9. The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as their doctrine the precepts of men. The rituals that we do in church, the performance that we do in church, all of the activity that goes on in church, is it from the heart? If not, it's in vain. And then the last outline, God intervention and self-directed plans, verses 15, 16 and A. And it says, whoa, oh boy, there's a woe there. Woe to them that seek deep to hide their counsels from the Lord. And the work are in dark. And they say, who seeth us? Who knoweth us? And I think that's how reference to the leadership. The ones that's in control. Because they have another agenda that is not driven by God's agenda. And they're saying, hey, who's who can really... Tell us what to do. And they get up and they say, thus says the Lord. And God maybe haven't even said that. And notice how he ends. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be as stained as the potter's clay. Now, I like how he says the potter's clay because basically what's happening is Israel's idea was to make God in its image rather than allowing God to remold and shape the people in his image. When we look at our leadership in our churches, are we seeing people that are shaped in the image of God? Are we seeing them shaping what they are saying God is doing? That's something to think about. Warning to the rulers. So what is my takeaway? As humans, we cannot hide anything for God. How foolish can we veil our hypocritical religious practices from God? Remember now, he's omniscient. He's everywhere. He's all-knowing. That's omniscient. Omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. For Psalm says this, the Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men from the place of his habitation. He looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. Think about that. God is sitting on his throne and he's seeing everything that we do. We might seem like we're getting away with it, but we're not because he's omniscient, he's omnipresent, and he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's allowing those things to happen because he is in control. Think about that. So what is my lesson learned? My lesson learned is this. Okay, it is God, and I want to switch my screens here. Isaiah desired that the Israelites develop a relationship with God. And that relationship is from the heart instead of performing rituals. See, even today, we cannot 
see the forest for the trees. Think about that. That's the idiom. That, that's that's more of a, a proverb. We cannot see the forest for the trees. In other words, we become so tethered to worship performance that we must pay attention to the purpose of worship. We're so focused on the performance, but do we really understand the purpose? See, our worship become hollow when we like a relationship with God. Even though we attend church faithfully, every Sunday we're showing up, but I realized when I read this lesson that I must ensure that my heart is at the same level of my devotion. I can show up at church every Sunday, but is my heart at that same level? So to achieve the level of intimacy with God, I must combine my traditional worship with a genuine relationship. Because the thought to remember is worship God from the heart. Think about that. Worship God from the heart. Let's spend a few minutes, minutes uh, a few seconds on reflection. You know, the key verse was the 13th verse. Wherefore the Lord says, for as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips, they do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me. For their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. They, their hearts is not where it should be. Do we have a heart for God? Do we really, really have a relationship with him and know exactly what he wants us to do? Or are we so focused on doing what we want to do, pleasing ourselves and thinking we're pleasing God? You know, we can get so caught up in the rituals, in the performance. We can get so caught up in people praises, knowing that I don't have that relationship with God as I need to have that relationship with Him. That's something to think about. You know, are we redoing the same thing that Jesus said to the Pharisees? And I think about that so often. Have I become a Pharisee? Now, it's something to think about. So at this time, I would like to go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for enabling us to reconnect with you through your son, Jesus. We know how you value our relationship. And we want to nurture this relationship and remember the purpose of worship instead of the performance of worship. So please allow the aiding of the Holy Spirit to increase our relationship. And with thankfulness, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want to say thank you all uh, for joining me today. This has been a, a great lesson. And if you like what you're hearing, I just encourage you to click that bell down below so you can get another one each time I post each week. And also share it with a friend. I have listed up here also our um, Cash App and uh, Zelle if you want to give because I usually print these out for the members of our church. And if you want to contribute, please feel free to do that. Again, thank you and have a great week.